Last week, the Indiana University Student Government Facebook page announced that student body president Isabel Mishkin would be joining presidents from the other 13 Big Ten schools in support of H.R. Bill 6420, known as the All Dependent Children Count Act. In a press release, Executive Director of the Association of Big Ten Students, Aidan Sova, highlights the unique struggles that college students face due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, including loss of housing due to campus evacuations, food insecurity, and job loss and uncertainty. Sova continues, saying, quote, We are facing unparalleled amounts of stress and uncertainty as we navigate our academic endeavors, continue to keep up with our coursework, and apply for jobs, end quote. In late March, Congress passed the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, or CARES Act. The CARES Act, among other measures, issued a one-time payment of $1,200 per adult and $500 per dependent to single taxpayers who make less than $75,000 a year or married taxpayers who make less than $150,000 a year. While some Hoosiers are still waiting on their stimulus check and may be waiting until early September, according to an IRS report obtained by the Washington Post, Many college students do not currently qualify for a stimulus payment at all. Through the CARES Act, families only receive $500 per dependent 16 years or younger. This means that college students who are considered dependents on their family's taxes do not qualify for either payout. The All Dependent Children Count Act, introduced to Congress by Democratic Senator Tina Smith and Democratic Representative Angie Craig, would eliminate that 16 and under age cap. This would allow families to collect at least some compensation for students who are otherwise left out of pandemic relief. Elaine Modge is a principal research associate at the Urban Bookings Tax Policy Center, an independent organization that analyzes tax issues. Modge says that, while a majority of tax dependents are under 17, students make up a significant number of adult dependents. So there's about 90 million people that are dependents on tax returns each year, and almost all of them are under 17, around 70 million of them, but that leaves about 20 million adults who are dependents and not counting for the stimulus checks. About 5 million of those adults are elderly, so that's typically parents who live with their children and um, you know, they're not caring for themselves anymore. The children are sort of responsible for the parents. And there's about 15 million people that we think are either 17 or 18-year-olds, so they don't qualify for the credit, or they're 19 to 23 and in school full-time. So, of course, the 17-year-olds, there's about 4 million of them, and they're mostly still in high school. And then of the other folks, there's about 9 million students who are in school full-time but show up on their parents' tax return. There are benefits for families who claim full-time students as dependents on their taxes. However, Maj continues, many students don't get to choose their dependency status. So it's not actually a choice that the student gets to make. The tax system sort of tells you you're a dependent or you're independent. And the big test is, do you provide more than half of your own support? So a typical college student who's, you know, under 23 is still largely being supported by their parents. Housing costs, 
food costs, transportation, a lot of these things, tuition, are being paid for by parents. And that's why they show up on the parents' tax return. So then there's this question of, well, could the student just declare themselves independent? And if they could make a case that they were providing more than half of their own support, then they could. And a typical path would be if they have substantial earnings, so enough earnings that it looks to the IRS like you are, in fact, providing most of your support. You might also have loans, and if they're only in your name and you, the student, are responsible for them, then that counts as support that you're providing for yourself. But if those loans have your parents co-signing with you, then that doesn't count as you supporting yourself because your parents are still contributing by securing that loan for you. This means that students who don't qualify for a direct payment but are too old to count towards the family's relief could not have declared themselves as independents in order to receive relief anyway. Maj points out that even before the pandemic, students should be considered a vulnerable part of the population. There's been some really eye-opening research in the past few years showing that in many ways students are extremely vulnerable. Tuitions are much higher than they used to be. Students don't get the kind of support from transfer programs that other people do. There's, you know, recent reports about student homelessness, about food insecurity among students. And it's definitely a problem that appears to be getting larger. And so there's well-documented needs of students, particularly in the you know, 19 to 23-year-old age group. As COVID-related closings, furloughs, and layoffs continue, income loss threatens all Hoosiers. Indiana University has committed to paying its staff through the end of the academic year, even if they cannot do their jobs remotely. Off-campus job opportunities have disappeared, as businesses cannot afford to keep payroll with reduced traffic. The additional relief available through the All-Dependent Children Count Act would, as Sova says, quote, help mitigate some of the many issues that students are struggling with now, end quote. The bill was introduced to the House of Representatives at the end of March and awaits further action from the House Committee on Ways and Means. For WFHB, I'm Jake Jacobson.